I'm Kate Northrup. And I'm Mike Watts. And we're partners in life, love, and business. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show, where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living. Hi, welcome to the Kate and Mike Show. I'm Kate. This is Mike. And today we have a friend of ours and her daughter telling an amazing story of courage and standing up for what you believe. So this is my friend, Christina Nooner. I have known her for years. She started out, I knew her because she was one of our B-schoolers. And then we ended up getting to know each other as part of a mastermind together. And it was amazing to watch her really step into a deeper level of courage as she saw something happening at her daughter's school that she did not agree with. And the way she stood by her daughter as her daughter, Molly, who's adorable and vivacious as she was going through something. So Molly stood up for herself. Christina supported her. It's a really beautiful story. And they tell the whole story in this podcast episode. And I'm really excited for you to hear it. Is there anything you want to say, Mike? It was a great story of not thinking you can't make change. You know, it's like sometimes we like to self-doubt ourselves about... Here, you want to let everybody know? What's up? You want to say hi? No? Okay. Uh, that was Penelope is making sounds, but not... Do you want to say hi, baby? She doesn't want to talk. Yeah. Oh. You want to say something? <laughs> you have to say it louder. That's They're not going to be able to hear you. Yeah, I don't know if you heard that, but she was kissing the microphone and going. Anyway, so it's about basically, you know, for being 13 years old, created a movement and really created something amazing. So it's just a great lesson and a good reflection. I mean, during this time, I did a lot of reflecting on what was I learning from Molly as we were listening to the podcast and what has Molly taught me during this entire time? And not just what Molly taught us, but also the relationship between Christina and Molly and how that developed and how that's changed and what's actually from a real positive and how they are supporting each other on their journey through life. And I think this has given Christina, you know, Molly's mom, a lot more purpose in what she's actually doing moving forward in the world. At least that's my takeaway. I can't speak for her 100%, but that's my takeaway as we go through. <laughs> oh, now you're getting louder after listening to the podcast and going through it. So it was amazing. I'm so distracted now because Penelope's trying to talk at the same time. Hello. You want to say, can you say, enjoy the podcast? Okay. Kind of. Can you say Enjoy. No, you're not going to say it. <laughs> we'll see you guys in the podcast. Enjoy. All right. Hi. So we're here with Christina and Molly Nooner. Thank you, ladies, for being here. Of course. Thank you. Welcome to the Kate and Mike show. We're super psyched you're here. For listeners, just to give you the image, we are sitting around our table at our little apartment, which I'm affectionately calling the hovel, um, <laughs> where we live temporarily until we move into our place. And this is how we roll at the Kate and Mike show. So, Do you, do you want to tell them what the, your nickname for one of the bathrooms is? No, I do not. <laughs> anyway, sometimes Mike tells me I'm a snob. And sometimes it's true. Sometimes that I was, am. But that, sometimes Sometimes I'm really not. That was a that was a snobby moment. Anyway, we'll talk about so that. We'll tell you guys after we get you, off. You you ladies have an amazing story, and we gave an intro to you know to have listeners know what was going on. But I'd love to hear rather than us telling the story, would you be up for just kind of giving us the play by play, Molly, of what happened? Sure. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So we had a community meeting, which is basically like all of the our classes get together. And we talk about, like, upcoming things, like, we might have, like, an event coming up, or we might have, like, or they might tell us, like, no running in the hallway, and just, like, respect each other, things like that. But they brought up the dress code, because it was starting to get hot out, and so they wanted us to know. And then they told us that our shorts couldn't go, that they had to go past our fingertips. Our shirts had to be at least two fingers wide. And they told us that the reason why this was was because it was a distraction for boys. And then what happened? 
And then I was kind of upset about it because they like told the girls that it was going to be a distraction for boys. And so I called my mom and her friend was in the car with her because they were driving and they like flipped out because they were like so (laughs) mad about it. And then my mom kind of just like kind of stayed. We kind of just like let it go for the weekend. And then we were going to see what happened on Monday. And so I just went to school in like a racer back tank top and capri leggings, not thinking much of it. And then I was dress coded when I was just sitting down in class along with another friend. And what does being dress coded mean? Being dress coded means that if you get dress coded more than once, then you have office detention, which is where you have to sit with the vice principal and call your parents and you have to talk about what you did and how you can improve on the behavior. And I'm so, that's so stupid. Sorry. Anyway. Yeah. And so I was threatened with it along with another friend, but it wasn't given to me. For wearing a racerback tank yeah. top. What is a racerback yeah. tank top? Explain a racerback. So a racer. Like ra- racer? Like I'm racing? Or. Yes, yeah. I'm wearing, wearing. I'm currently them. wearing a racerback tank top. You know, like it's like if I were racing in like like a swimsuit. Racing. Yeah. Got it. Swim, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But so what happened was you were sitting in class. Yeah. And I teacher... was sitting in class eating my snack and then my teacher called out one of my friends and she had to measure she had to stand up in front of everyone and put her hands by her side and measure her shorts and then a couple this is minutes, in front of the class yeah and everyone was like ooh and like roasting us and things right. like that mm-hmm. and then I had to stand up and I had to measure my shirt strap because it didn't follow the dress code and then I was walking into another class once we were changing classes and that teacher told me she was like you know that doesn't follow the dress code and if you do that again you're going to get office detention Wow. So mm-hmm. what happens in office detention? Your parents are called. They tell you how you can improve on your behavior. And if it's really bad, then you sometimes some kids have gotten suspended, not for dress code, but for office detention, they have gotten suspended. And if you don't go, then you get in school suspension. Wow. So when you were standing up in front of the class, mm-hmm. Like, what was going through your head? Do you remember? Yeah, I was really embarrassed, and I didn't want... And because I was like... Because this was... Like, I've known this teacher for... I had known this teacher, like, for the whole school year, and she had never, like, done any... Like, she knew, like, one of my favorite teachers from another school, and she's been, like, a really good teacher, and I've loved her. And to be called out by her, I was really surprised that it was her, not another teacher what grade are you in i'm in sixth grade you're going into seventh Uh, yes i'm going to seventh okay just so we have a what do you think was her reason for calling you ladies up what do you think was going through her head i don't know what was going through her head but i know that other people when one of our friends had talked to her son about it like she said hey have you heard about anything like this he knew it was that teacher right away oh really yeah so she's got a thing yeah okay she's got a thing and so christina when you got the call from molly and she was telling you about the teachers saying that girls had to abide by a certain dress code because otherwise they were distracting to boys how did you feel and what went through your head i was pretty upset because the first issue that happened was on a Friday when they had their community meeting and the teachers explained to them that it was because they were a distraction to the boys. Because what had happened in that meeting was the girls' dress code was so much more in-depth. So the girls asked, well, why do we have so many rules and they don't? And so that was the response, was that because they were a distraction. So that was really hard and frustrating. And it was a Friday, so I couldn't call school, you know, and I kind of let myself simmer over the weekend and kind of calm down a little bit because you know it's not only yes there's an issue with your child but you also as a parent you know you're still a human being and you have to then be brave and stand up and fight against you know other people and you have to risk all of those things as well you know so from a parenting perspective it's also a big deal so on monday i had sent an email to the principal and it's i'm gonna and it's a big deal because it's not only 
because you're part of the community of besides just you and your daughter. Right. Right. Because you're going against the grain for whatever it is. I mean, you guys know as parents now, you really feel when you do something that's very different than everybody else. You know, you're standing up and people look at you, you know, and people are going to say things and it's scary to stand up. Very scary. Right. (laughs) You know, but ironically, it always happens with our kids. Right. We always stand up first for our kids before we stand up for ourselves in a lot of ways. So I had calmed down. I sent the principal an email. And how long was this? So what? This when was did a this Friday to this, a Monday? Okay, so this was it happened a Monday a, that you got called. I up? got dress yes. coded on a Monday, on and a they Monday. told us yes. about the dress code on a Friday, the previous right. Friday before you yeah. got right. dress coded. So this was okay. like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sent the email Monday. Okay, so they and told did you, you send the email after Molly no. had gotten called up. So oh. what happened was I sent the email about one o'clock because I had a meeting. Okay, with Kate. hold on, I'm yep. confused. Yep. So. <laughs> I, too many dates thrown around here. So Friday is when they did this community meeting. Right. Yes. Okay. And you got called up on Monday. Yes. All right. And then you sent the letter when? Monday before okay. she got called up. Okay. And the letter was about the discussion that took place on Friday. Right. When yeah. did you call your mom? I called my mom when I was walking home from school. On, on Friday. Friday. On Friday. No, Monday. That when I... Yeah. Molly, when Molly explained oh, it, she... Sorry confused her days but that's okay she <laughs> called me on monday on her way home from school after you had already trap. sent the email about right. the community meeting and right. you were at the community meeting no 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 okay but you heard about it's it like, it's, yeah and okay. you were so already at, what happened you were already got it right okay. from the community so this added insult to injury when molly yes. called and you realized there had been a specific incident with your daughter right at which Being, point i saw you get out of the right. car right <laughs> and you saw her on this monday yes, yes. okay right after yes, right yeah, yeah. at 2 30 so, right so oh, it was wow. literally <laughs> she gets out of school at 2 25 so she yeah. literally called me on her walk home and i was in the car with a good friend of ours who is a lawyer <laughs> she was equally as up in arms. This is not okay. You know, and as you know, when you bring kids up in front of each other, you know, that's shaming. And right. That's, middle school is the hardest time. The hardest thing, the worst thing to do to kids is to shame them during that yeah. time. And there were just so many levels of issues surrounding. I mean, there was the sexism part. There was the, you know, the shame part of your, it. There was you can the, use your hands up I know, My hands are yeah. trying not to hit the mic. Um, <laughs> I can't help it. I'm Italian in some way, shape, or form. German via Italy. Um, but luckily, you know, I got off the phone with Molly into this great group of women who was like, you need to, you know, it was amazing to have that support because I was in a place with these women who all felt the same that I did and were, you know, definitely supporting and encouraging that. So... What was the letter about? Did I, I think the I missed that part. The letter basically said, you know, my daughter was in school and this happened. And I have spoken to several other parents who have said that their children had this same, came home with the same message. I said, I'm not sure if this was verbatim what was said, but this is what they internalized, which from you know, the community right, meeting. Right. Which is whether or not they said it, what a child comes home and internalizes from school. And then what was your, the point of... Was it about the boy comment? I was trying comment? to be very nice yeah. and by not blaming and saying, yes, I know this was said. I said, you know, this could have been their interpretation, but this is what I've heard. Right. And I would appreciate it because I'm assuming that you would never say that girls are a distraction to boys. So I would appreciate it if you could just let me know what has happened and just verify that you would not give this message to a room full of sixth graders. So before I got a response back from her, Molly called me. So after I talked to Molly and calmed her down, because she was saying she wasn't really upset, but she was pretty upset. So, and I knew, you know, as a mom, you know, Mm -hmm. your kid's upset. So I had called school and spoke with the vice principal and they, you know, she explained why they had the dress code and many dress codes say, well, we have it because we want to teach them to dress for success. Well, they can wear hoodies and sweatpants. Which is not dressing for success. Well, actually, it, it is, is because you're like a rapper. Day, if you're a rapper, <laughs> <laughs> or, or an if you're Mark, yeah, or if you're Mark Zuckerberg, I mean, there's it's or true. if you're Gary Vee. Things like, have shifted. I, yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, right, right. But like growing up, you know, I will say my parents always were like, when you're traveling, look nice because you know we do like it or not, right. we do judge people based on what they're wearing, right. 
Right. For better, we for judge worse. people yeah. about everything. For so many for things. For everything. Right. But okay, so were they saying in the dress code, dress for success or no? Yes, they, they were. Yeah, they but always say dress professionally. That's like what they always what, say. What, as a sixth grader? Like, yeah. That's they were what like, is professional sixth yeah. grader? And they're in like, if you're wearing a hoodie and you're walking in the hallway, teachers have like taken your hoodie and uh, like pulled it down before. Oh, yeah. if you're so wearing that. always love hoodies, but... Well, that sort of has like a whole secretive vibe going yeah. on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But right. Anywho. Yeah. <laughs> so they explained, so the vice principal explained, you know, well, this is what we try to instill in the dress code because their school is very much about independence and teaching them, you know, how to be productive citizens and, you know, be very inquisitive and which I really love and respect. Yeah. So that made me feel a little bit better. You know, she did say, I'm really sorry. This is not what we meant to have happen. And, you know, normally if a child is talked to about their dress code, they're pulled in a private, you know, area, not during class time, so on and so forth. So I felt a little bit better. You know, there's nothing they were going to do at three o'clock in the afternoon, but it was very, it was definitely not a good situation. And we knew we had to do something else. And so the next day, I had called a couple other parents that I knew had kids in the school. This or is that on Tuesday. Right. This okay. is Tuesday. Good. We're going to make a map. Can we put a map in the <laughs> yeah. next section of the podcast? Okay. Well, um, I, we're, this is why I'm asking these questions, because I want to make sure we follow yeah, the pattern. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 This so, is the way my brain works. So for right. all of you listening, yeah. <laughs> hyper I gotcha. linear. linear. Exactly. Yes. I got gotcha. you. Male, female. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Mike's keeping us on track. Yeah. So... On Tuesday, I called several friends, one of whom has a son at school and, you know, definitely reiterated having those, seeing those same things, but never towards her son. And I talked to other parents who had kids were in that meeting on Friday who were really upset. And as it turned out, one of the people who I talked to was good friends with a Press Herald reporter, which is our local paper, that called and said, hey, I've heard that your daughter was involved in a dress code incident and dress codes are a really big issue and would you mind being part of a story? And I said, well, I'm happy to speak to you off record, but I'm pretty sure Molly is not going to want to talk to you. And Molly was so frustrated when she came home because I think there were a couple other girls dress coded that day. Yeah, there were. Yeah, there were definitely a few. Wait, okay. So you got dress coded on Monday and and then then I went to school on Tuesday with like with shorts that didn't follow the dress code because they were regular shorts that like because i it wasn't like i was wearing bikini line shorts but it wasn't <laughs> like i was wearing mom shorts that like go down hey you've got two moms this at is this a table. great distinction <laughs> right <laughs> i also i will just be honest like i went to shopping after not wearing maternity wear last summer for you know the first time in a while and i was really like okay like wow i'm now a mom and like some of these shorts make me look like a mom <laughs> And I had to be very careful about that. I yeah. get it. Yeah. yeah. All I'm saying is I get it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so this is so, what you went to school with on Tuesday. Yeah. I just Tuesday. wore like normal like, athletic shorts. Yeah. yeah just no, normal. No, I wore re- normal, like regular. Sh- like, like Oh, they were cotton shorts. Yeah. Like cotton shorts. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like sandals and like a regular t-shirt that did follow the dress yeah. code. Got but it. like I didn't. Right. You didn't think about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just so, but dressed. she was frustrated at the end of that day. So when she came home and I explained to her that, you know, we had this reporter that called and. She said, yes, I 100% want to do this. So we said, okay. And we talked to the reporter. Can I ask you why? Because first I thought it would be cool because if I did make it into the paper, I thought it would be cool that I could like have it like be in the paper. But then I also, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I'll be of course. (laughs) Yeah. Who doesn't want to be in the paper? I also thought that there were, I knew a lot of other girls that were going through that. I have a friend that was dress coded by her priest and it was like really in, I just feel like other girls should know that they aren't alone and that, cause I feel like everybody feels a little bit alone, even though there are other people that have gone through things like this. They just sometimes, I don't know. They just kind of feel alone. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the only one that's ever, it's just them. Yeah. Right. Right. And like other people might have a story, but it's not like, like they might think theirs is worse or something Mm -hmm. like that. So you had an opportunity to speak up for people who didn't have that opportunity. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. So then what did you guys do? So we spoke to the, we both spoke to the journalist and she was 
Was this on Tuesday? This yes, on Tuesday. it was on Tuesday. Okay. Yep. That's and, when. And then, yes, yeah. when her little brother and sister were at swim class, we <laughs> took a conference call. Um, and then we sat through the rest of their swim class looking through, because I really wanted Molly to understand that this was a bigger issue. And, you know, it's one thing to say, well, this is sexist and this is whatever. But, you know, in sixth grade, you understand a lot, but you don't understand everything. So I wanted her to understand more, a bigger context of what was going on. So we sat in swim class and looked through different articles on dress codes and sexism and, you know, how that comes into play and how it makes girls feel. And as part of that, we did see some social media posts about kids protesting their dress codes. And, you know, we didn't really think much of it because that was, I just wanted to give her context. And then the next morning... On Wednesday, in Mike's timeline, hmm. Molly came downstairs in a spaghetti strap tank top and shorts. And ironically, we had just bought that tank top the weekend before because we had been searching for a dress for a family party. And we had spent two weekends looking for a dress. And I know, Mike, you do not have a ton of dress shopping experience. I'm assuming you don't own a lot of dresses, but they're really you, hard to find. You know who my wife is. We, <laughs> we've been through our fair share of dress shopping. Yes. And it's, <laughs> it's hard to find dresses. You're high-waisted, you're short-waisted, you're this, you're that. And when you're 11, they either dress you as a three-year-old or they dress you as a 19-year-old right. on a Friday night at 3 a.m. <laughs> right. So, you know, it's hard to find that middle ground. So she had been really frustrated and kind of sad shopping and so she found this shirt and she said mom can I just buy the shirt and I I mean she did not need another shirt but of course I let her get it because she was feeling so sad and frustrated and I knew she felt beautiful in that shirt and that's a huge part of dress codes which is why they're frustrating because it's hard enough to be in sixth grade or in middle school and then for you to finally feel beautiful in what you're wearing and somebody to tell you that's not okay is a total deal breaker. So it was another parenting moment when my husband and I just kind of looked at each other and I took a deep breath and I said, okay, you may wear that. We will support you. But the rule is no one can take you out of your education. So you can't be pulled out of class and you may not get detention for it. So if any of those things happen, you need to call us. And she said, okay. And then a couple of minutes later, she came over to me with a Sharpie and she said, will you write that thing on my arm? And I was like, what thing? What are you talking about? She's like, that hashtag we saw yesterday. And one of the things we had seen was a group of girls with the hashtag, I am not a distraction written on their arm in a circle. So another, you know, three minutes later, another big deep breath and okay, I will do it. Good luck. Be brave. You know, like it was definitely, it was a big morning. So then you walk, did you walk to school? Yeah. Then you walked to school. Yeah, I had a... It was cold that day. I had texted some... <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Ironically, had, it was springtime in Maine, which is freezing. Right. Yeah. Well, then it got colder that yeah. day. So yeah. it was... I had texted some friends the night before because we had found a hashtag, I am not a distraction. And so I texted some friends and I was like, so do you want to wear some spaghetti strap tank tops? Some of them were like, no, because I'm going to get dress coded. And some of them were like... No, because it's going to be cold. So then I ended up being the only one that wore a spaghetti strap tank top for school. And I came to school with, like, jeans and my spaghetti strap tank top, and I had a big coat on. But I was worried about having such a big coat because when I had the day that I had gotten dress coated, I had also later during lunch, I had been told that I needed to go put on a sweatshirt. I didn't want to bring, like, a big coat because then I didn't want to have to, like, if somebody, like, made me go get it. <laughs> you don't like, have to yeah, wear that? Yeah. yeah. You don't have to wear a big I coat. Like, yeah. So, but I unzipped it, and one of my friends was like, oh, my God, you're going to get in so much trouble. You already got in so much trouble the other day with that teacher. Like, keep your coat on all day. And I was like, no, I'm good. And then the rest of the day, I had my two back pockets were filled with Sharpies. Yeah, she didn't tell us that. Amazing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Somehow she got out of the house with like every Sharpie. No, in her actually, house. that was from all the teachers' classrooms. You took the Oh my God. <laughs> Even better. Even Welcome. better. Yes. Welcome. Oh, great. Well, great. some of them have been it were I just, love like, this on Molly. the Keep ground. It. And so, yeah, like they are at school. Yeah. 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 Like, there's like. It's public property. Yeah. It's all school you know property. Listen, you paid your taxes. Our, we That's paid our fine. taxes. I am happy right. to contribute right. to those Sharpies. That is what our tax money bought those Sharpies. I'm good with this. Yeah. 
Okay, so your back your pockets sharpies. were full of Sharpies. Yeah. And so I was like telling girls to put them on them. And some of the teachers started to get mad because one of them realized that some of them were some of his Sharpies. <laughs> and so he told us that we weren't. And he keeps telling kids that they aren't allowed to write on their arms. Like still to this is that head. part of the, is that actually a school rule? No, but they tell us you're going to get skin cancer. I'm not sure that there's data on that. Right. Yeah, yeah. it's not. I already told her. Yes. Okay. We, yeah. Well, yeah. And Molly said, well, I want to keep she just to jump a little bit ahead. I know you yeah, don't like that. Mike, okay. but, uh, no, we can jump ahead. We had, I just well, want to make sure we're clear on where we're jumping and yeah, coming yeah. back to. That's all. In a nutshell, she had vacation right after this week okay. on vacation. Yep. And when she got back to school the night before, she said, well, I'm going to wear the hashtag in my arm. And I was like, <gasps> another parenting moment. Okay. Well, my first response actually was, I think you made your point. And after those words fell out of my mouth, I was like, oh, put them back in. Put them back in. I was like, okay. I'm really sorry. I said, Molly, let me try that again. I said, I'm really proud of you. And if you want to wear that hashtag on your arm for the rest of the year, I will write it on your arm. So we're still sporting it. We do not have it on today, though. Wait, and so, she's got a spaghetti strap tank top on. Which you look great in. And it's not distracting. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to know, so you were writing the hashtag and other girls were writing the hashtag mm-hmm. on their arms. So like how many are we talking by the end of the day? Maybe like there are probably around like 50 girls in like my hallway. 50, but not 50 did it, right? Like not did it. 50, like probably like 20 to 30. 30 somewhere around there did it's a it. good critical mass yeah. mm-hmm. so and what was so other than the teacher saying you were gonna get skin against yeah. from writing on your arms what else happened that day i had a friend that she is muslim and so you have to like fully clothe your body and everything and she took her leggings off and she had a like shorter dress on and she wore that all day and she got a, if you go to the nurse, you can actually get a pass so that you can't get dress coded. And she went to the nurse and got that just because. Why Why would you need trouble. a pass from the nurse? What's happening? Because there? I don't know why, but we apparently someone found out that you can, if you go to the nurse and get a pass, then that means that you can't get dress coded. I think it's basically like you get dress coded and the nurse basically says like, you've been here you're okay. You can go back to class. Like, I think that's oh. what it is. Right. Okay. That's why everybody goes to the nurse. I know why no, I but go in home. my I head, I was trying to think, like, could there be a medical reason why you would need to be wearing shorter shorts or spaghetti straps? Like, that's where I was going right. in my head. It's hot. You know, it's 30 hot. degrees yeah. in Maine no, in it, April. It's hot. No, but yeah. if it's it was, like it 95, yeah. which yeah. it has been. Yeah. And it was hot that Monday. And she has no air conditioning in her school. Yeah. She has classrooms that have no windows. And the girl that she got top floor, which is oh, horrible. Oh, sure, of course. Yeah, and we had a really angry sub the other day because it was, like, so hot. <laughs> People and do get cranky when yeah, they're hot. Right. right. Yeah. But her girlfriend that she got dress-coded with that day in front of the class is got to be 5'10". Wow. So to find... In sixth grade? To find yeah, shorts that would the, be longer yeah, than her fingertips yeah. would yeah, be impossible. she's a swimmer. She has arms yeah. and legs that are, like, go go That is really you tall. Can never, <laughs> she's really tall. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. You oh can never God. find clothes that fit that. Right. No. You know, and yeah. and that was the other thing that I said when we met with the principal was, you know, I don't know if you've shopped lately for a tween girl, but it's pretty much, you know, booty shorts, mom shorts, and hopefully you can find that sweet spot of like a three to four inch inseam, you know, because right. that's all there is. Right. Because that's the other thing. I mean, I will say I am not 12, but when <laughs> I wear shorts that are like more in the category of mom shorts, I really don't feel great and so there's really that element of like it's hard enough like you said it's hard enough to find something you feel beautiful in Mm -hmm. and then like who wants to spend the day wearing something that they feel ugly in this is not good for our self-esteem right (laughs) right and when so when the article came out the comments that I got and the people reaching out to me were just incredible. When I mean, did the article come out? So we need to so, get back yeah, on the timeline. Sorry, back on the timeline. <laughs> so sorry, Mike. this event happened on Monday and their article <laughs> yeah. came out on that Thursday? That well, no, Thursday. they went with the hashtag on Wednesday. Wednesday. And, and when, yeah. right, when she got home from school on Wednesday, the photographer was there okay, got from it. the paper. That was Thursday. No, that was article came out on Thursday. And of course, then, the article right. will is linked in the show notes, so right. you guys should go yeah. check it out. Yeah. That's the original And article. Molly's on the so, front page of the paper. Which is a big deal, the yeah. Portland Press-Herald. Yeah. We have yeah. a copy right like here. Really, it was really long. My mom was like, I wonder if this is on the front we read page. It, if, we read it on yeah. my phone oh, that morning. Beforehand. She brought up yeah. my phone. 
Because yeah. we don't get the paper anymore. Well, yeah. who does? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we, What's a paper? No, right, <laughs> right. So the photographer came with the writer to take the pictures that day after school. And Molly was super excited because all the girls had just gotten on board. And it was, you know, it was a great day. And so, you know, they kind of laughed and said, well, thanks so much. It's great, you know, that it'll be in the paper tomorrow. And I was like, oh, that's fast. Okay. And I figured it would literally, I mean, first of all, we live in Portland, Maine. It's not exactly the world's biggest newspaper. And so I figured a Thursday paper would be like, you know, there'd be like three sections and it'd probably be between like the obituaries and like funny pet tricks, you know, like on the back page of some middle section. And so when it came the next day and it was on the front page, it was kind of like, uh, like when Molly brought me my phone, cause she came in like, Oh my gosh, it's out. And I said, we'll go get my phone and we'll read it. I had already had multiple texts from girlfriends like, Holy cannoli. It's on the front page, you know, at 5 AM when the paper came. So that was pretty, I actually like, I spent a lot of time with Kate, so I think she's upped my crying game. I used to try to hold it back, but now I'm like, whatever. You don't have to. Kate cries all the time. I'm going to cry all the time. I cried. So I started... <laughs> I know. I've already cried in this thing, but you just... Me too. I, but I, I had know. to squeeze my bum. Because <laughs> yeah. This is a side tip. This one might come in handy, Molly. <laughs> that if you are crying and you don't want to cry, you can squeeze your bum and it stops it. <laughs> no. Only no. you would know that. Will come in handy when doing speeches at weddings. Okay. So you know. Got it? Okay, yeah. I'm on it. But and podcast yeah. episodes. Sometimes right. when yeah. you're interviewing people on podcasts. Exactly. Yeah. Squeeze your breath. Yep. But exactly. otherwise, let it flow. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. But as I was reading it, Noelle, the author, did an amazing job. And yes, just she did. having no idea that the whole article was going to be about her. I thought it was going to be about dress codes and Molly was going to be a small part of it. Not this whole thing about my brave daughter in the world of, you know, sexism and dress codes and growing up, you know, so it was really amazing. And Molly was pretty excited and she went to school and... And then what was it like at school the next day being on the front page of the paper? It was... Well, every well, a bunch of people had heard about it on Thursday, but that Friday we had had off because right. it was right. the weekend. So that Thursday, I had had a bunch of kids that like I've talked to, but I haven't really talked to, and they were like, "Oh, hey, I saw your article, good job, and stuff like that." And I was like, "Oh, thanks." And then I went up to like the group of friends that I normally talk to, and they didn't really say anything to me. And I was like, "So, by the way, we're on the front page of." the newspaper and they were like and one of them was like oh yeah cool and then a couple minutes later she's like wait what'd you say and I was like yeah yeah and so the day I think was pretty normal for her until the end of the day but about 9am Molly leaves for school about 7.45 so about 9am I got a call from the reporter the journalist who wrote the article and she said hey so I've got some news I was kind of like, okay, what are you talking about? She said, well, we just got a call from Yahoo News and Cosmopolitan. I was like, magazine? (laughs) She said, yep, pretty much. She said, so they want to do an article on Molly, and they're asking for permission for the pictures. And I said, okay, well, what is this going to look like? She said, well, we can either put them, you know, on a shared site that people can have access to, or they're basically all just going to start calling you. I said, you can just put those on that site. Have yeah. at it, girlfriend. Yeah. So Mama's already pretty busy. <laughs> right. Yeah. I got a few things to do. <laughs> so about maybe 11 a.m. that day, all of a sudden, I get an email that Molly is on Cosmo's website, had already quickly made it to their homepage, rather than it was in the, like, the style section or so, the lifestyle section moved to the homepage because they were getting so much traffic and the title was something like badass, badass sixth, sixth grader breaks school sexist dress, dress code. code which was like cried again you know like <laughs> how yeah. amazing first there's this amazing article that noelle writes and then there's this cosmo is my badass sixth grader you know it was amazing and then within the next few hours it was allure and teen vogue teen vogue and Yahoo News and the Huffington Post. And I mean, by the end of the day, it was just like tick, 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 tick. I mean, we were like stalking the internet trying to find more. Yeah. We set up like so many Google alerts. <laughs> well, I felt like my husband was 
getting a little frustrated with me because he kept saying, well, why do you keep reading these articles? I said, because they're reading these articles. They're writing them about right. her without checking with us. Yeah. So I had Some to people them, thought know? that I was, Definitely. one person said that I was 19 years old. <laughs> and some so people that's had just like, inaccurate. Right. Yeah, some right. people had the most like. How old are you? 12? I am. Yeah, 12. I, she was yeah, eleven. I was eleven. And I will say, when I posted about it, I said you were thirteen, and Christina, yeah. one of your friends, oh, I know, came and questioned, which was great because then I corrected it because that is the problem with the internet because yeah, you can goes, just say right, whatever. Right. Yeah, my mom was but, like, "So Kate just said you were thirteen, and I was yeah. like, "Yeah, well, yeah it's okay. okay." I was like, was "I'm gonna be twelve soon, whatever." Yeah, but that's what so, I felt like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So but what actually, eleven is pretty different than thirteen. It makes it more impressive to be eleven. Just yeah. because, like, from a confidence level and from a... Yeah. yeah so, yeah. I think yeah. it's good to be accurate. So, what happened at the end of the day, though? And this is on Thursday this is, still. Yeah, so Thursday. Thursday. Oh, yes. on Thursday, Mike, WMTW came and no. did an... Oh. Well, before you left school. Before. I sent you a text, and you were in the hallway with all of your oh, girlfriends. Oh, yeah. I was, in, I was in the hallway with all my friends, and I was, like, just looking through my texts, about to text my mom. Then I was like, I'm on my way home, because... I have to do that every day or else she thinks that I got kidnapped or something by freaky people in the yep. park across the street. Mom, and, it's my job. Yeah. And I dropped my phone in the middle of the hallway and one of my friends, and it was like the Thursday that we had like the next day started break. And so one of my friends was like, what's the matter? And she picked up my phone and she looked at it and she was like, what is this? And I was like, look. And she was like, it looks like Cosmo Planet. And I said, yeah, it is. And I said, look at the article. And she was like, oh, my God. And she dropped it. And it was really funny because then, like, everybody saw it. And everybody was, like, freaking out because it was on Cosmo Planet in a bunch of other places. And, yeah, by that time, it was Cosmo, Teen Vogue. Yeah. And I think the Huffington Post that day, yeah. maybe. I don't remember. Wow. And then yeah. people that's awesome. But then that's when the kids got excited. From the morning, they were like, oh, cool. Yeah, whatever. And Poor then they're like, Professor. oh, my God. Very excited. And then, like, a bunch of people got my number, and so I had to, like, my blocking list got, like... <laughs> oh. Yeah, because I know half of them were... Oh, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. And then, so, okay, so then you went on vacation. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you guys went away, which I heard was a great vacation. You left on Friday. Yes. And mm-hmm. we drove eight hours with my cousins. Where did you, where did you go? <laughs> it's a lot uh, of New York. New York State? Yes. Or the cool. city? Buffalo. Oh, Buffalo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We know it well. Yeah. So, yeah. so then you came tickets back this to morning. school. Yes, we did. So you got like a little kind of like a break from all the mm-hmm. hubbub. And then you came back. Mm-hmm. And then what has continued? Like what happened between you and the principal or the teachers? Was there conversations? What um, transpired? A few weeks after I got the principal said, hey, can I talk to you in my office? And it was during it wasn't pulled out of class. I was we had like break which mm-hmm. is like our snack time and we like to call it our socializing time. Yeah. But that's what yeah. snack time is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so she told me she was like, so we're going to review it at the end of the year. But she didn't really say that much about it. She just kind of like she just basically told me they were going to review it at the end of the year. But that doesn't really mean they're going to do anything. And that teacher that had called me out on Monday wasn't there for Wednesday and Thursday so it wasn't really so I feel like so it was kind of a little weird yeah I was actually kind of nervous because she was on like vacation someplace and I was worried that she was gonna like like find it on some website or something sure she during did. when she was yeah. on vacation because we yeah, get upset I mean our intent was never to upset anyone and this no. I think a lot of people thought that we you know what basically happened was Every night when we went to bed, I would tell Molly, you know, Mal, your 10 minutes is over. Like, tomorrow, no one's going to write about you. And people are still And writing. for pretty much two weeks straight, every day sure, there were new There's no articles. The ACLU posted about it. I mean, she had some serious... I had people reaching out from all over the world. It was really... I mean, she got a... There was a lot of play on it. And I think because it touched... So, it touches something yeah. that is so current. Right. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, you get Wonder Woman. Have you seen it yet? Yes. Okay. My mom has What did you think? I oh, thought you it was... Oh, what? my God. No, I, got, I went... Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, so tell me what we did. I thought it was amazing, <laughs> and I thought it was so cool because she kept, like, standing up for what she believed in, even when people thought she was, like, crazy and that it wasn't true and all that stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's really, you know, I grew up 
not that long ago in a time <laughs> with a super feminist mom, you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes to be honest, like I went to a really feminist college and I was always like, whatever, like we're fine, yeah, you know? Right. And the truth is we're not, we're not <laughs> yeah. because sure when not. you like, when I read the article about you, Molly and this, I'm not a distraction. Like I was in tears and I was just like, this is so important for girls your age. I mean, we have a daughter and I just want her to know that like, her body is not an object. Right. You know, like she is a human being. Right. And, you know, sometimes I think women's beauty is distracting, but that is like a whole different right. conversation. Yeah. You and know? I think, I mean, I've been distracted on the street before because I see a beautiful woman and I'm like, wow, she is beautiful. But yeah. that's like a whole different thing than your right. dress code yeah. at right. school. Yeah. But in the other thing that I think in looking at girls this age in this generation is that, you know, when I was growing up, I would be nervous about what I was wearing because of what other people would think of me. Not just, you know, the dress for success on the airplane and maybe you'll get an upgrade, but you know, that sometimes is true. Right. And yeah, no people, you might really want to do that still helps. But you know, if I was wearing a tank top, I would worry if it was too low cut or what boys would look at me or how I would be perceived. And this generation of girls is kind of, can I swear? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty badass. I already said that you word, did. so I guess I can. Yes, um, you can. <laughs> but you it know, was on really... the way. It was on the right, internet. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you can say anything. But they really are. I don't think when she gets stressed, she worries about that. They don't. It's Do you? Such a when At you get the beginning stressed? of the year, I sort of did because it was like because like all of the school like six different schools we were all put together and like there's three middle schools and you like, mean from the elementary school yeah, combined from the elementary to middle school, right. middle school. Yeah. yes there's like maybe six or seven elementary schools and there are three middle schools in mm-hmm. portland yeah. so they were like all smushed together but then we're all split in half mm-hmm. so i was like really nervous that like i wasn't gonna like fit in stuff at the beginning of the year but then after all that happened i don't really See, care anymore <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's great. But that's, that's awesome. the difference. She was worried about fitting in amongst her peers, Correct. which is completely <clears throat> normal. I would be worried about boys and them looking at me and would they have an opinion of me based on what I was wearing. And yeah. this, you know, a lot of women my age still feel that way. You know, if I'm walking down the street, did I, you know, Molly got catcalled for the first time a few months ago when she was running. And you know, having that conversation with her about how, you know, it doesn't matter what you wear. This, you know, sometimes this happens. This is how you respond to it. This is, what you did know. you, t- well, I'm curious, how did that conversation go? Well, it was, what, you, it was so actually, you, you went for a run. Yeah, I went for a run and I was actually just turning the corner to go home. And it was a few boys that I had gone to, I had changed from public to private school a year before mm-hmm. and it was one of those boys I knew I saw his face exactly and I knew that he went to that school before and the he had kind school. of because you went he private to the to private public. school and he was he had kind of been a jerk to me but like I didn't really care and then the other boys I didn't really get a good look at their faces but they were like nice legs and like they were like cool shoulders and they were like keep it keep going honey and like it was just really weird mm-hmm. and I told my mom and she's like yeah and then what did you say again I mean middle school is like a parenting moment every 10 seconds you know my husband is a big runner so he of course first went to the you know he's very linear he's very much like Mike he's like that's not okay. And that's why I tell you not to wear earbuds and you blah, blah, blah. And you need to be aware of your surroundings and you did, 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 did. And then it was, and, you know, as our good friend Lisa says, and <laughs> Molly, unfortunately, this often happens. It often happens to women when they're running, when they're walking down the street. And you need to know that this is your body and people may look at it and may say things, but they have no right to do that. And so if you, you know, however you feel is okay, you definitely need to be safe. You know, I did say maybe turn down your earbuds. That's always a good thing. You know, it's definitely good. But, you know, I did let her know that there are statistics on women who run and, you know, Mm -hmm. how often they get catcalled or if people follow them, you know, that she really, I kind of turned it into a teachable moment on a lot of different levels because there's a lot that... She needs to know. Now she is in grade school, so there's a whole nother level. She's starting to 
develop an adult body yeah. and people are going to look at her differently and she needs to have confidence in that body. You know, yeah. there's a lot of levels to that message that weren't there two years ago. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I just, I just love that you guys are keeping the lines of communication open because I think like, yes, of course, you know, Christina, you want to say the right thing and like mm-hmm. teach, you know, teach something that will help you Molly. Yeah. But at the same time, the fact that there's a conversation happening at all is so important because in most mm-hmm. households, there's no conversation. You know, and Molly wouldn't feel safe to come home and right. have the conversation at right. all. So I just want to say that's really awesome, you know, because like just being in communication and just awareness is a huge part of changing the system. Just being like, hey, we're talking about this and we're talking about how it makes us feel. And any right. way you feel about it is fine. Right. And that's, you know, that's the other reason that me as a mom, not only being proud of Molly, but being able to support other parents because I had so many parents reach out to me. I had other parents whose kid was in that room, were in that room on Friday, you know, that said, my child told me that this happened, but I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to, I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to handle it. This is what the kids were saying. Oh, the parents parents were saying. saying. Yeah. Yeah. Reaching out to me, you know, just from all over the world too, saying, you know, thank you so much. I didn't know how to be brave. You know, I didn't know what to do because it is scary you know, almost just as scary for the parent because you've yeah, got to stand sure. behind, mm-hmm. you know, all of these things that come at it and all of yeah. the online piece that comes with it. You know, there's a lot to take on as a parent, but that's one of the reasons I felt so kind of encouraged to keep going with it and keep supporting mm-hmm. it because so many parents asked for it as well. Right. Now, have you had a conversation with like the teacher? No. You have not. I- no, we brought her flowers and a letter, but we, no, we haven't, no. no, she actually didn't even say like, thank you or anything for the, Sorry. she did, she did, we just, yeah, okay. not directly, we don't know, yeah, so now, okay, so you guys also did, can we talk about the thing, no. yes. Yes. You can. In, yeah, because it's coming yeah. out. Okay, so yeah, can, you, tell, can you talk about what that was? Yeah. Okay, before we switch oh, topics, I, I just want to kind of close this okay, part up. So I just want to ask you, Molly, about, because your mom's talking about a lot of this, what she went through is standing up for you as a mm-hmm. parent, you know, herself as a parent, probably standing up for her own self in this in a way when she was a young girl as well. But like, like what gave you the confidence? Like, what do you see in your mom and dad? You know, that really kind of put, and I don't even know, like, it's like to create this confidence in yourself to be like, this is the direction I'm going to go. Like some learnings from, and I'm asking for myself as being a uh, daughter of a girl, (laughs) as a father of like a young girl, like what are some things that would be helpful for me to teach Penelope? Never tell her that she, like always tell her that she looks beautiful and that you support her in whatever she does and what she wears or whatever and always like even if she might seem down like make sure that she like comes right back up cool awesome i like it yeah Yeah. because as a guy like we're going through you know because a lot of the things that you guys have described here is something that i have seen and probably participated Mm -hmm. in and i know i have as a guy you know not so much anymore but when i was younger and then having a daughter kind of i don't know how to really express it but it is a weird thing. Yeah. Like all of a sudden it switches yeah. and it's like, oh, wow, I was an asshole for like quite a few years. And like this is my daughter will experience assholes like me. Right. In yeah. her life. Like that's somebody's daughter. Right. It's somebody's daughter. And so you don't. And then even it's almost to the point of even when I'm, you know, changing Penelope's diaper, you know, yeah. it's even at that small of a level where yeah. it's just like that's. You know, those are private parts. You're supposed to be off limits. And so it's a weird thing to all of a sudden that this is something you're supposed to take care of. And what are you supposed to teach her? Because I asked Kate, you know, we talk about this a lot, but it is, it's like a, it's almost where you don't really know what to do to a certain degree, Mm -hmm. but then you do like it's hearing the stories that are happening now is like going in the world that I'm a part of now. It's Mm -hmm. like, I'm learning all of these things, but it has been a, it's an interesting dynamic to have a daughter now. Mm. Versus being on the other side of when you're just trying to like get a date and pick up girls. Yeah. Right. So it's a completely different world. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I can't speak for my husband, but 
for me as a parent, you know, as a mom, giving her the confidence to know that she is 100% in charge of her body. And if something doesn't feel good, then that's game over. And actually, Kate, a couple of years ago when we first met, said something about how the best thing that her mom did was to teach her that she was always right. What she felt was right. And that really stuck with me because that's at the core of all the memories that I have that I didn't feel good about growing up. My parents didn't support, like my parents are amazing. I have divorced parents, but each household probably would have told me to not make waves and to go with the flow and just follow the dress code. And that's the rule. And you need to keep yourself covered. And, you know, going back to, you know, Kate in the back of my head saying, you know what, this is what she needs. She needs to know that she should feel good in what she wears. There's no way that anyone should tell her what she can and can't wear. And, you know, I think that's played out in so many ways in her life. She had an incident in the fall with a friend who made a sexual comment to her that she felt really uncomfortable about. And part of what happened with that was, you know, really teaching her, look, this is your friend. And yeah, it feels really uncomfortable. So now you have the opportunity to act however you want. Do you want to yell at him? Do you want to kick him in the balls? Do you want to never talk to him again? Do you want to be best friends with him? But it is 100% up to you and dad and I will support you in anything you do. And I think that moment, I mean, she has always been one confident chick. Her toddler teacher said you will never have to worry about molly in a dark alley you ever. can see it at I 18 months that. old yeah she's yeah pretty much about like, awesome. you can see it yeah. and just her, like i can because we're recording the the whole microphones in front of molly's face but i just see her eyes and you can see it 100 percent in her eyes yeah 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 but i think you know that fall and there was a little bit of police involvement only because we didn't know who it was at first and we had to figure it out and this policeman sat with me without molly and said you know, this is the thing you need to teach your daughter. You know, most sexual assaults happen with someone that you know. Mm -hmm. And this is the time. He had a child a year older and a year younger than Molly at the time. And he said, this is the time you teach her. This is the time you teach her to stand up. This is at like sixth grade time. Right. This is because, you know what, when some guy's a jerk at a party when she's in high school, you know, when she's out in college, she's going to know this doesn't feel good. I'm getting out of here. She's going to know, don't look at me that way. I'm gone. Yes. You know, and as I've, you know, we have been on this journey of her article, there have been some weird things that have happened. And I called Kate one day and her, you know, Kate, if you don't know her is the funniest, sweetest, most hilarious person. And every once in a while, she's like, uh, no, this is totally not happening. And she just lays it all out on the line. And I was a mess one day and she said the exact same thing. Like this, if you want to teach Molly and no, I'm going to cry, if you want to teach Molly to be strong, this is how you do it. You keep standing up and you keep fighting and you keep going. And, you know, I think this <laughs> Molly, no, was making fun of me because I'm crying. That this is, <laughs> and Kate's crying too. It's just a great cry fest over here. That, you know, that this whole thing, this whole Molly in her tank top has taught her so much more than any group activity, any sport, <laughs> any freaking violin lesson could ever <laughs> teach her, you know? And it was because she did one thing that she didn't think was a big deal, that she saw what an impact it had global yeah i mean it's absolutely amazing to touch on a nerve that so like you said at the very beginning molly you want you said yes to the article because you had the opportunity to speak up for something that other people didn't have the opportunity to speak up for right so they wouldn't feel alone Mm -hmm. so can i ask you now that we've had significant (laughs) warm-up how do you like how do you feel how do you feel now you're headed into summer vacation it's been a big spring yeah i feel like i feel proud of what i did but i do feel a little worried that they aren't gonna change the dress code at all they're just gonna like review it and (laughs) she just did air quotes yeah yeah Yeah. she's my child (laughs) because like there's one thing to say you're going to do something but it's another thing to actually do it so i feel like 
I would like to be a part of that in some way, shape, or form, but they haven't really, like, they had told my parents that they were going to have students, like, they were going to ask for students' input, but they haven't talked anything about that. And we have a week left of school. Okay. So we will be, we're going to meet with the school board and... You know, again, big parenting moment. Mm-hmm. Now I have to learn how to navigate the school board and do a presentation to them. And, yep. you know, that next. Now level. the selling comes into play yeah. Amazing. And, and the politics. We're also trying to change the high school dress code, too. Right. Because right, right. now, Being Portland. Upstream. Well, right now, Portland, every school is different. Mm-hmm. So we would. Our goal is a district wide dress code because the high school dress code is more strict than the middle school dress code, which is kind of. Wow. Not awesome. So big things going on here. Right. So if you could design the dress code, Mm -hmm. like what would your ideal situation be? Like what would you and your friends... Like describe it or like like, like describe how I would like... Do you think there should be a dress code? Do you think you get rid of it? I feel like there's a really good dress code. I don't remember exactly where it was. Cape Elizabeth. Oh, Cape Elizabeth. But it talks about basically respect it basically says respect your body and respect others and you can wear whatever you feel proud or beautiful or whatever in and as long as it doesn't put anyone in like if it doesn't hurt anyone or doesn't put anyone in like harm's way or anything then it's fine if you wear it i love that yeah because it puts the responsibility on the individual to say okay what can i wear that helps me feel great and respect myself and it speaks to middle schoolers exactly how they need to be spoken to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you respect yourself, if you feel good and confident in what you're wearing, we trust you and your parental units. And think about like know, how much too. easier, right? Like our yeah. friend, Car- our mutual friend, Carrie Montgomery, like yeah. <laughs> women pay Boku bucks yeah. to learn this as grownups because right. none of us ever learned it growing up. And right. imagine how much easier it would be to get dressed if we were asking ourselves, what would I like to wear today that would make me feel good? Right. Hello. With, yeah. <laughs> Without a care about anything else or who's going to look at you and who's going to make you feel uncomfortable that it's just this is what I feel beautiful in this is what I'm wearing why do you make fun of me all the time about my shoe situation then oh my god Mike is freaking the princess in the pee he will order like 55 pairs of different sneakers no and then wear them around the house and wear one on one foot one on the other foot and then we have long discussions about the shoes and which one should he keep and then it's like goes on for a month where it's the returning and the getting the different size and oh my god it's a a production I feel feel hurt by that and we should talk about that no, now. You don't. yeah okay so i also want to hear great <laughs> shoes but it just takes a while you know i want to feel good in them you I, are a discerning the cape shoe elizabeth, customer. next <laughs> right. time this comes up i'm going to bring you the cape elizabeth school dress code and i'll be like here kate this is, <laughs> this it. is for me to I respect feel confident myself. i feel I confident and i respect sneakers. myself to do research on the sneakers that i will wear it's so intense you guys <laughs> have awesome. no idea okay so what was the other cool thing that happened Okay, so Attention wanted to do a video about my everyday life. It was going to be, it was like, I was like one in like 85, and then they picked like five people to do it. One in 35. Oh, one in 35. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and so I was picked to do one of it, and so then I said, yes, I would like to do it, and then... I still had to be accepted into like the one in like five or whatever. And then I got one of the slots and I was super excited about that. So it was a attention. The website did, uh, they wanted to do a 90 second documentary style videos of five young change makers. And first it was 35, then it was 10, then Molly. So that was what she was going through. Just so you have the timeline and the numbers. Yep. So it was actually pretty amazing because I, you know, at first I was, you know, I got this message that was, you know, attention, this website, which I had kind of heard of, but not really. And then, oh, and this video is sponsored by Samsung. And I was kind of like, mm. I have a cousin who's 22 and works in PR in New York. So I was like, uh, can you help your old cousin out? Like, what is this even? What is this? She's like, that's crazy. I don't know if that's true. You should really, I don't know. But I reluctantly emailed the guy back and he called me right away and was so nice. And he said, Hey, we just, you know, we'd really like to do some videos on some young kids that are making a big difference. And it's sponsored by Samsung. So, you know, she'll get a phone to do some recording on and whatever. And I said, okay, you know, we talked about it, Paul and I, as, cause again, parenting moment, do you want a 90 second documentary style video of your child that you have zero control over? So 
we decided to do it. And then Molly, of course, made the final decision. So then once the paperwork was all in, and again, then you get the papers and you're like, okay, I'm signing away my 11-year-old's life. Yep. But we're going to do this because she wanted to show other girls and boys that their voice matters. So then they called us and said, okay, well, we'd like to set up the shooting day. And I said, I thought you were just sending us a camera or a video, you know, phone, whatever it is. I'm old now. And they said, no, we're going to fly our crew out to film. It's like... To Maine. Okay. Yeah, to Maine from L.A. (laughs) I was like, okay. Because my cousin had said, well, they pretty much have the same reach as the Huffington Post. I was like, okay. So I said, yes. We found a date that worked. And I kind of thought, okay, one or two people. And they basically... When was this? How long ago? This was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, I think. Yeah. And it should be out by the time this podcast airs. Okay. So... We're recording this in June. Yeah. Yeah. So they came with seven people. Wow. And I said three or four, maybe five of them at the most that like were actually like, yeah, working the rest. Yeah. Yeah. Very important people who sit around tables. It is amazing the amount of people that it takes to to produce. They were incredible for 12 hours. Wow. But I find that kind of after they got there, I said, so who are the other four people? And they said, oh, there's a male ballet dancer who's like really gifted. There's a teenage boy who set up some sort of computer hacking system that like helps kids learn how to write code but it's like really cool and that's a huge thing i was like wow, yeah it's really impressive and then they were like and there's a girl who invented the new gold standard ebola test um, wow okay and molly <laughs> that's right. amazing amazing so some yeah. really really amazing kids okay but what that shows is like i mean i know you know this but i just want to point it out like how seismic the decision is because i just want you to know molly at 12 i would not have gone to school as the only one who was doing it in spaghetti straps with a thing on my arm no way in hell me neither i was way too scared of what people would think of me yeah i well so it's a big deal Mm-hmm. I had well, one of my friends said that she was going to wear it, so I felt like a lot better about it. But then she was like, "Oh yeah, it was too cold." <laughs> she chickened out. Yeah, yeah. it's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, like, ju- I mean, this is like definitely on the same level as curing mm-hmm. Ebola. Yeah. Yes, it, <laughs> it is. is. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they so filmed you, and then and it's out now, and the link will be in the show notes. Yeah. Yes, it will be yeah, out right. by the time. So, yeah. I can't wait to see. Yeah. Well, we so can wait and put this out. We'll wait till the video's out and then put this out. Oh. Yeah. I think it, yeah. We're, awesome. yeah, we're, yeah. we're good. We'll make sure the video it. is in the links. It All is. the links yeah. for pretty much everything will be in the yeah. description yeah. at com forward slash podcast. Yeah. And of okay. course, please go to iTunes and subscribe yes. to the Kate and Mike show because we have amazing guests like Christina and Molly. Woo-hoo. Real life stories of change makers and, and revolutionaries. Leave a review because they're amazing. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Man, you just came up with a new sub headline. We should change it. Real life stories of change makers and, and revolutionaries. Yeah, we should write that. Ooh, down. Yeah, that was good. That's good. Okay, that's okay. Matt can write it down when he re-listens. <laughs> okay, so is there anything else that you'd like to share with us about what you learned during this experience, Molly? Any other takeaways? No, no, I don't you're think good. So. Okay. Yeah. How about you, Christina? Any last words? I think just that you know, as much as Molly had said in one of the interviews that she did that. You know, she felt like something that she thought was so little had such an amazing impact. And that if other people see something that they think is maybe small for them, it really they should go for it and stand up for themselves because it might make a huge impact. I think the same thing for parents is true because for me, you know, not only to see myself as a parent go through this and learn how to stand up and go through all that, I also, you know, to your question, Mike, about what to, parents of daughters need to say what do they need to hear us continuing to support molly in this i think has been a huge support for her you know i think she has really grown from this experience and so you know just to remember that when you're navigating your own parental journey that the impact that it has on your kids is really profound yeah and that it has on you yeah (laughs) because this has been amazing for Molly and her journey as well, but the impact that it's had on you has been huge too. Yeah. 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 I mean, this has definitely been me growing up a ton too. Because I, mean, yeah. I would have, you know, when I would have been the opposite of what I was told, would have been the opposite of what I've 
had done. And, you know, for me to be able to be brave enough to stand up and continue to stand up and, you know, but Molly has always been my canary in the coal mine. She was Mm. sick when she was little and I had to start standing up to doctors and knowing, you know, that I knew as a mom that there was something wrong with her and I had to stand up. And even though at that point, especially at 27, I couldn't really be that brave and stand up for myself. But when it comes to your kid, there is no way anybody's getting in your way. You are lifting cars. Yeah. And Molly has always, you know, she's my oldest. She was my sickest kid. (laughs) Well, now everyone knows you have celiac, Molly. No, it's good to have context. Thank you for that. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yes. She was not dying. She had celiac, but she was very, very, very sick because they didn't know what it was. You know, and that was a huge journey. And it, it, it has been parenting, as you know, imagine 10 years out from now. It's, there's so much learning and growth, but it, it always seems like it's Molly who's out there. Given me the lesson that I need. Well, the first one is the pioneer, right? Yeah. 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 So is it okay if I say your website, Christina? Yeah. Just for people, because Christina is an amazing, you know, light for other moms who are needing to get the message that like they need to take care of themselves and put themselves on the map. Yeah. So please go to com, And she also posts really great things on Instagram. Sometimes they're <laughs> super practical things that I never would have thought of. Like, Hey, if your bananas are going bad, freeze them so you can use them in smoothies later. Don't just compost them. So like super practical and also really great, like emotional, spiritual stuff. So com. Thank you guys so much. This Thank was, you. I loved hearing the story live. It was so Thank profound. You. Congrats. Thanks guys. Thank you. Ever feel like you're constantly doing things, but aren't able to carve out the time or energy for the things that really matter to you. Mike and I want to share our top five tools for making a life, not just a living to learn what they are. Go to kate forward slash tools. See you on the next episode.